I'm Jack Moylan, and you're listening to Let's Talk Business, a podcast geared towards young professionals served with a side of witty commentary. At Lutz, we rally around the mantra, make light, meaning be lighthearted, illuminate solutions, and create energy. We hope this episode will do just that. Let's make the complex simple. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Business. Today, we're talking budgets. Just in time for the new year and a fresh start with your financials. I know I need some help after the holidays. Um, Spent quite a bit. Here with me is actually tax director Joe Donovan. So, Joe, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Lutz and avoid boring everyone, that would be great. Okay, I can I can do my best there. So, in addition to being a uh, close personal friends of uh, Mr. Moylan here, I've uh, I'm a tax professional at Lutz. Been here about five years, and related to our topic today, prior to being at Lutz, I spent close to a year working on uh, budgets for a political campaign. So. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but this uh, topic is near and dear to my heart. So we'll try and make it exciting. Awesome. Very exciting stuff. Hopefully we can avoid talking politics, but I think we probably think similarly. Yeah, we'll stick away from it. Okay, cool. Well, first off, um, you know, what's a budget? Help us understand what it is, you know, some of the the important pieces of a budget, um, and then, you know, we can get into some of the details. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, time, chime in uh, if you have questions as we're going through this, but in my mind, if you want to keep it very simplistic, a budget is just simply a game plan. So, you know, you're trying to go out, and it can be for a department, a business, you know, Jack personally, you know, it, it can be for any number of things, a wedding, um, but you're just trying to go out there and say, what resources do I have? What's this going to cost? What kind of money do I have coming in? And what's the best uses of, of my resources? And you kind of mirror that with some real-time analysis that we'll talk to to figure out how you're doing on your budget. So like I said, kind of simplistically game plan. If you want to go straight definition, I'd say it's an estimate of income and expenses for a fixed period of time. Cool. If you want to get fancy. Okay. Um, and just because I'm curious, how intense were the budgets? And what campaign did you work on? I didn't know you did that. I worked for the uh, the Romney campaign, and I worked for the political department. So we kind of managed all of the phone and mail uh, budgets for all of the battleground states. So kind of one example I'll give you is, you know, you have your phone budget and your mail budget, and let's just say it was, you know, $80 million. But some states might be tighter than others, so you could borrow from one state's budget to put towards another if you were closer and thought you might win. So, you know, that's kind of one example we'll get into of just, you know, a budget is a... Like I said, it's a game plan, but it also doesn't need to be set in stone. You got to be flexible and, you know, give yourself ins and outs and contingencies and all that good stuff. But, yep, so for the Romney campaign and really just for phones and mail. Which and is now when you riveting. say phones and mail, you're talking <clears throat> the resources allocated towards um, mailers and, and uh, you know, people that are going to be on the phones calling. Not You're not talking like phone plans and that kind of stuff or all of it nope yeah it's it's the uh it's exactly that it's the when you get the call from oh this is romney for president wanting to talk to you about you know uh obamacare or whatever it was you know and then the mailer same thing so you pick your specific people and target them and all that fun stuff i think i just figured out why romney was less than successful (laughs) because he had you running his budgets Mm. part of the budget jack part of of it okay uh, I add that I was I was excellent at it, right. as you can imagine. Absolutely, which is I'm sure why we're lucky to have you here at Lutz now. That's right. That's uh, right. Um, why do people set up budgets? Why why are they important to individuals? And and I guess also, are there any times when they're more important than others throughout your life? 
you know, to me, again, you can never, like, the way I've always thought about it is you can't tell if you're winning or losing if you refuse to keep score. And a budget kind of helps you plan for the game so you can get to a point where you're winning. And, you know, at different times in your life, there's going to be, you know, things that are more important than others. And having a budget allows you to kind of allocate resources to things that are a priority today, whether that be, like, saving for retirement or buying a wedding ring or, you know, going on vacation or whatever it is. You know, to me, the nice thing about the budget is, is if you do it correctly, you can set those priorities and then don't feel guilty about when you do go on a vacation spending some money. So, or, you know, if you budgeted X for your wedding ring, like go get a nice ring if that's how you plan for it. So, you know, and, and I think that that can change too for, you know, if you're getting a little further on, maybe starting a business or running a department at an existing business. It's just, it's nice to say, here's what resources I have available to me and what's the most effective way to use those resources so you, you know, don't find yourself wasting a bunch of money on marketing dollars when maybe that would be better allocated to hiring someone else to do work or whatever it is. So to me, that's why budgeting is important and just allows you to maximize and get the most out of your resources. And then on the, and that's kind of on the front end and on the back end, it allows you to measure performance. So you can just say... You know, you can look at it and say, hey, how did I think this was going to work? And did that actually come to fruition or was I off? So to me, it's always helpful to just be able to, to measure and see how you did retroactively. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I guess it makes plenty of sense of why it's important. It's always just the most difficult to follow it, I'm sure. But hopefully you've got the magic advice here later on to help us follow our budgets. But I guess to get started, how do you... You know, how do you look at your budget? How do you set it up? What, what's the best place to start? Yeah, so to me, the, the best way to start is always to look backwards, look historically. So I think it's a lot easier if you're coming into an existing organization and you can go back and look and say, all right, well, I'm in 2020. What happened in 2019? And what's going to make 2020 different? So, you know, if there were, you know, roadblocks or, you know, things that, that hit you that were unexpected, well, maybe we can plan for those this year so they're not a surprise in the budget. But that's, generally speaking, your easiest uh, spot to start with. And if, you know, you do have a drastic increase or decrease, whether it be in your income or expenses, normally I'd expect you to be able to explain that to say, all right, well, why do we think that we have that we have so much more money to spend? Well, you know, we're spending all these marketing dollars and we're starting to see traction, so there'll be more cash coming in or whatever. Or, you know, if, if you're a, a young person and you're setting your, your budget, you know, hey, uh, you moved out of mom and dad's and now you got a big big expense for rent, you know, like that would be a, a significant different for, difference from 19 to 2020, right. but you'd be silly to not include it in your budget. So I would say for me, when you're starting a budget, start by looking backwards, you know, look at what happened last year, both for results in the budget, see if there's shortfalls, stuff like that. But I would say more complicated is if you're coming into something where there is no historical perspective, you're right. So like you're starting a business and you, you don't have a lot of ideas. Well, in that scenario, I'd say go find someone that's in a similar business or that started a business and try and leverage their experience to, to get a good budget. Ask them to poke holes in it and and get you to a point where, you know, even if it's not 100% going to be correct, at least it's well-reasoned and thought out. Right. Yeah. It, and personally, I, I kind of can feel for this step because... This, just this last month, I went to purchase a new hunting license, right? And that's, you know, 100 bucks. People are probably going to laugh that I'm talking about $100, but, you know, 
at 25, 100 bucks is 100 bucks. Yeah. So I, I went to go buy a, a hunting license, and it's something that I completely forgot about for me since it's part of my life is a reoccurring expense every single year in January. Typically, it lands in January with the way it works out, but a hunting license. It ended up being 100 bucks. And then I started to think about, I remember in August when I had to, uh, for my vehicle, you know, I had to get, register my vehicle. That's another thing that you just don't think about, you know. So I guess probably for me, I need to sit down at least and think about, you know, not only car insurance and car payment, it's okay, what other things are related to car? Obviously gas and, and other expenses that way, but I need to take your advice and probably look backwards on the year and, and think of the things that are going to be reoccurring. Yeah, identify those one-off things. And one thing I think that you're kind of leading into that's natural too is, hey, you know, not all months are going to be the same, but every month is likely to have something that's, you know, 100 bucks here, 200 bucks there, something like that that's like a one-off thing. And so building in a contingency for some of that stuff, you know, just to make it so that you don't have things down to the penny and that there's some room for movement because, you know, yeah, if you want a hunting license, you're going to go spend that 100 bucks. So, right. And there's probably something in February, maybe you're buying your ammo or whatever, right. you know. So I just think about thinking through thinking through those things and, and making, you know, budgets are meant to be flexible and, sure. you know, always building in the important things like, you know, what you want to save and, you know, what your rent is, your car payment, all those like kind of non-negotiables that must live, but also leaving something in there for the entertainment and stuff that a 25-year-old guy's clearly going to do on a, right. on a you know, monthly basis. Sure. Have a few beers. Yeah. With tough guy, guy sodas. Yeah. Some tough guy sodas. <laughs> um Awesome. Okay. So, you know, one of the more important things that I personally don't follow or don't do a good job of doing is, is monitoring a budget. You know, I've heard of things like there's a a software out there called you need a budget, which I've seen that costs money. So, Hey, there's another expense just because I want to try and monitor my budget. So are there any things that you cut it out? Yeah. Right. Cut it out. Get rid of that monitor tool. Um, what do you use or recommend? Or I mean, are there any things that you can do? Well, you know, I'm a I'm just a simple tax accountant, so I use Excel because it's free. And to me, you know, my wife and I maintain a kind of like a household budget. And wait a minute, I don't think simple is necessarily a good description of a tax accountant. You guys might act like it. No, I think there's a man. lot more difficult things going on in that head <laughs> than people care to You'd know. You'd be surprised. <laughs> All right, okay. it's not rocket science. <laughs> right, you just well, step upstairs. You know, sure. Uh, but no, but so, you know, my wife and I, we have a household budget and like, I kind of look at it and say, you know what, most of the stuff is pretty simple. Like our income isn't going to change a whole lot month to month, you know, kind of what I want to put into our 401k IRA stuff, not going to change house payment, car payment, insurance, all that stuff, pretty consistent. And like previous to being married, I actually had our house as like a rental house and I was really budgeting out like stuff like utilities. So I knew what kind of rent to charge people. Mm -hmm. So like, I even know that, Hey, utilities are going to be higher this month than, you know, in, in November, December, and January than in, you know, June or what have you. So I kind of think like Excel works pretty nice because it's just like, hey, you know what? I can just map it across the 12 months. I know what our income is going to be approximately, know what the expenses are. And then, you know, I just look and say, all right, is what I thought was going to be in our bank account at the end of the month close to where it was? And if it if it is, I don't even dig into it, you know, and like right. go track all the pennies. Have you ever used anything else? Because I just, I have no idea. When I was just out of college, I did use QuickBooks like very briefly. And, you know, I think it worked great. And it was like kind of like a good learning tool. Right. I think you can get that relatively pretty cheap. um, And you can just link it to your bank account pretty easy. 
But also like a lot of banks, depending on how sophisticated bank you're dealing with, will have products out there for you that analyze your account. And another thing that can be really good, you know, most of us, I think most young people are using credit cards, trying to like maximize their points and stuff like that. You know, your credit card statement will do a pretty good job of breaking out what you spent and trying assigning it to gas and groceries and insurance and all that kind of stuff. So you might consider just doing that. And then, you know, that if that's the majority of your expenses, with the exception of like the two checks you cut for rent and insurance or something like that, and then you layer on whatever your income is, you probably could get that pretty tied up to a to a you know excel spreadsheet or something like that to allow you to budget so have you ever a guy that i worked for when i lived out in denver he uh just did a cash budget which at the end of the day all you're doing is is just pulling out cash to give yourself a weekly allowance right and yeah i don't what do you think about that you, you know to, to me i think that's fine too i think that uh that's a good way to hold yourself accountable and it, again like i think a common thing for young people I know I think we're going to have like a podcast on kind of like financial health and well-being later. You know, it's like I always was told pay yourself first. So, you know, it's like, hey, prioritize savings, prioritize if you have a house, making your house payment, all those things that are like the non-negotiables and Mm -hmm. savings should be one of those non-negotiables. Well, if you have a cash-based budget and you're giving yourself an allowance, probably built into that is that you're putting so much into your, you know, either your savings or a brokerage counter, whatever. Um, you know, I know like a lot of people with little kids, they do the envelope system where it's like, Hey, you know, here's your allowance and this much goes to getting yourself a toy and this much goes to candy and this much goes to like, you know, that we expect you to give a little bit to a donation or whatever, you know? So I think you can do it any of those ways. And I think some people set up like a separate bank account to kind of force themselves. Um, and I think it's very, you know, good habit for people out of college that they say, Hey, I have a savings account that's going to get some money deposited into it each month and then I'll put my living stuff into like a checkings account and then if that gets down to zero and it's only, you know, December 20th, well, what happened? Right. You know, type thing. And again, giving yourself some flexibility and, you know, it's there's nothing fun about just always being worried about money. But I think that budgeting can be a tool to help you avoid that because you'll just say, hey, you know what, I, Jack, already came up with a plan and thought through it and so I'm not going to sweat the small stuff as long as I'm not getting way off plan. So awesome. Because I know that's one thing that I did that was huge for me personally was just setting up a, an online uh, high-yield savings account. Yep. So that I, you know, I don't pull from it. It automatically transfers from, you know, checking to savings. So kind of along the same lines of, you know, paying yourself first. Yep. That's considered one of my expenses for the month is my, you know, contribution to my savings account. And a lot of people should say that that should be like the very first thing that comes out of your, out of your income. Yeah. You right. It's like you get paid, transfer the money. Cause right. that's like the non-negotiable. Right. So, yeah. Cause if it's there, I will spend this. Tonight. Yeah. I can relate to that. Um, so. Awesome. Well, how often are you going back through your budget? Cause I know you mentioned, you know, looking at your budget over like a 12 month run rate, but now, you mentioned before this you were talking about daycare, so now that's a relatively new expense for you. I mean, are, how are you? How often are you looking at it? So the way that I, the way that you know, my wife and I do it is we look at it together and we kind of come up with our game plan. And yeah, this year adding uh, actually Jack Moylan's namesake, Jack Donovan, to the to our personal <laughs> payroll and getting him on daycare. You know, that was a big big change for us in 2020. So we did just have to go through and look and say, all right, well, what else has to give here and like I, like I said before, the way that I like to think about it is we kind of come up with this game plan and I kind of have an idea of, you know, what we started with in the month and then what I think we should have at the end of the month. And as long as we're close, I'm not going to go look and say, oh, well, I allocated $300 to utilities, but it cost 450 because we 
you know, ran the furnace like crazy, but we didn't eat out as much. So, because you, know, you drew yourself a bath or two too many. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I needed to, to decompress, you know, and the bubbles were expensive. Right. So, but yeah, so like I don't go and look at that level of detail unless we get off the rail someplace and I say, okay, well, let's go and look and just see did Joe and Francie have a bust in their assumptions or, you know, sometimes like you mentioned uh, before we started here, like December is an expensive month. You got, you might have some travel. You got Christmas presents for your family and friends, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> it's like, hey, if you didn't plan adequately for that, doesn't mean you're just going to stop buying Christmas presents. Right. You know, hopefully you're not being a complete idiot and like going way out on a credit card or something like that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I don't like to go back and dissect things unless I really think I have a problem. So right. to answer your question, I guess monitoring your budget. I try and come up with a plan, and as long as I'm like kind of within that plan, I don't really dig that hard into it. If there's ever a month where I'm off plan, I try try and go and explain why. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, I go through and like do spend and dedicate some time looking through it in detail and saying, all right, where was I off and what I think was going to happen and did it. And then let's set our plan for next year because, you know, each year you're probably going to try and make it a little bit better, maybe save a little bit more or prioritize for that vacation or whatever. And I think the big thing is, is, you know, like you noted with me with the daycare, everybody has these big expenses and it's not like something's going to happen every year, but every couple of years you're going to need a car or you're going to switch apartments or maybe you're saving for that down payment for the house or whatever. You know, it's like take the time in December when you're thinking about 2020. So last month, take your time and say, all right, well, what's the goals for 2020? And let's try and budget for them to make them happen. So. Sure. Sure. If you don't think about it, it's just, you know, it kind of slips out of your mind. So. Right. Yeah, I guess kind of along the same lines of that, is, you know, is there anything that you notice, aside from reviewing it monthly and saying, okay, I kind of was on track with that, to show you that you need to, you know, go back and look at your budget further? Um, usually, usually it really is just if I'm, if I'm way off plan, you know, right. if I thought my expenses were going to be $1,000 and they're... 1100 I'm probably not looking at it. If I thought they're going to be 1000 and they're like $1,600, i am probably going to go through and say, you know, Francie, what happened here with our credit card? Is she normally the culprit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know me, Jack. I'm a cheap, I'm a, I'm a cheap poor, simple tax cheap account. Date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sitting here eating ramen, and she's treating herself to sushi yeah. you know, on the reg. So, but no, we just work, we, you know, it, it's definitely something that she and I just have to work through together because... There'll be ones where I have some expenses, and it's like, oh, yeah, here's what happened. Where, uh, you know, she has expenses, and, right. you know, it's kind of the same thing. But right. it just helps because, you know, I think all this stuff is it's good having someone to hold you accountable. And, you know, similar, like if just you and your single guy set your budget, it's like, hey, review it with a friend, a parent, someone like that that can give you some insight. Right. And it's not like they have to ask you. You don't have to ask them to hold you accountable, but if you're comfortable with it, probably wouldn't hurt because right. they might say, hey, how's that going for you? Sure. Type thing. Sure. So, yeah. You know, when you're on your own, you don't really have anyone to hold you accountable. So at the end of the day, if you go out and spend a hundred bucks at a bar, you know, you're the only person that's going to know that. Yeah. And so, just from my personal experience, is you know, having someone that you know can hold you accountable if you are single or not married yet, you know, that's got to be huge because otherwise, you know, it's my money. I can do whatever I want with it. Yep, I agree. I think it's hugely important but it can be uncomfortable too because you know budgeting and money is is tricky and it's like hey a lot of people it's like hey that's no no one's business but your own but maybe you're close with your parents and they're willing to kind of still help you with that Mm -hmm. and I think that's great I know I did that with my parents when I was a younger person and you know the other thing I would I would say about that is when you have goals when you have a budget it's like 
writing them down is key. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, if you have a budget, you write it down, you have it in an Excel document or whatever you do. And then like each month you kind of just check it to see if you're on. It's like, that's going to hold you accountable. You know, maybe not as well as like a parent or a friend or a spouse or a significant other would. Right. But at least it's like you're committing it because, you know, it's not unlike a goal. If you just have a budget where you just quick back of the envelope, write out, say, oh yeah, my net each month is this. And then I spend this, this, and this. And yeah, so I should have about 200 bucks and you crumple up the napkin and throw it away. Right. It's like, that's meaningless. Right. You know, so it's like trying to dedicate it and, you know, doing the little things like putting, you know, 30 minutes on your calendar, the, the first week of each month to say, all right, I'm going to go look at last month and just make sure I was good and kind of holding your feet to the fire and doing it. So absolutely. I I guess, are there any, do you have any other tips, personal, you know, experiences or advice that you could, you could help people, you know, with their budgets and setting their budgets and sticking to them? You know, I think simple is always better. You know, don't try and get things down into, you know, 30 different categories. Just kind of pick five, six things that really move the needle and put them in there for your expenses and, you know, then have a miscellaneous one that's kind of like that contingency like we talked about that floats around. And then, you know, just hold yourself accountable. And if you have a couple months in a row where you're off for some reason, you know, high or low, go back and adjust the budget. And then you can ask yourself the tough questions about, hey, if you're adjusting because your expenses are higher, is there a good reason for that? And are you comfortable with it? So I think it's always just about being honest with yourself, looking at it and, you know, trying to hold yourself accountable and then not sweating the small details with it. Just Mm -hmm. kind of finding, finding what works for you is, is important, but also making it a priority and and checking it regularly, I think is also important. Cool. Cool. Um, How were the holidays for you? Were they expensive? Uh, you know, they weren't too bad. Really? We're, you know, we're, we're saving for our budget for the, for the, for the daycare. You're budgeting. Exactly. That's right. That's Got right. Got to build up that cash now that Jack's on the payroll. Did you get, uh, did you get your wife anything nice? No. <laughs> you are, <laughs> a, you are a simple tax yeah. accountant. Here's, here's the thing, you know, we, uh, we get, we do birthdays for each other, but not Christmas. Yeah. And you gave her something beautiful on a baby boy. That's true. Especially named Jack. Yeah. Especially young Jack and young Jack was born, uh, Five days before her birthday, so it was very fitting timing. Right. When is his birthday? The July fifteenth. July fifteenth. Yeah. Nice. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Hey, did you name him after me? I did, intentionally. Actually, intentionally. I was gonna say probably after someone very important in your life. Yeah, Jack Moylan. Someone to give you a lot of motivation. That's right. That's exactly right. Cool. So. Well, well, thanks, Joe, for everything, and I hope that people, you know, can take this and appreciate the information. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do it. Yeah, we'll see you. You've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Business. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make light.